Good morning. And now, good morning. Good morning, First Parish in Concord, Unitarian Universalist. I am the Reverend Liz Weber here with you from our beautiful sanctuary this morning. I'm here in front of our altar for our All Souls Day, made especially by Ellen Whitney and Susan Ellsworth and everybody on the flower team to bring such beauty into our space. Thank you. Good morning and welcome. I'm glad that you are here with us this morning. I'm glad that we can be together from across our town and across our country, even across our world. I'm here with our whole team and I'll invite folks to unmute yourselves and say good morning as I call you. And at the same time, if you are here as a participant, as a person coming to worship, I invite you to say good morning and introduce yourself in the chat just make sure that it says that you're typing to everybody or to all panelists and participants. It will depend on your device, but that way you know your message actually gets to everybody and not just one or two of us. So good morning all. Um, Howard, would you like to say hello first? Good morning, everybody. <laughs> this is one of my favorite hours of the week and I'm glad to spend it with you. Don, you're next on my screen. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church and welcome to November. And Jade. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here. Beth. Good morning, all. It's so good to begin this week with you. Sarah Ritchie. Good morning. It's good to be with you today. Amy. Morning. Welcome, First Parish and Concord. Nice to be together. Adrian. Good morning. May you all feel lifted up by our community this week. And last but not least, joining us from California, which means joining us at seven in the morning, Eric. Good morning, friends. It's great to be with you all. So welcome to worship. Welcome to November. Our theme this month is covenant, that which binds us together. Covenant isn't so much about what we believe exactly as it's about how we are together, how we come into community, how we stay in it through the rough spots and the good spots alike. And it's also about our shared values and how we live them out. 
like those values that we lift up in our first parish benediction each week. Now we have covenants as Unitarian Universalists. We have covenants within our congregations, but also between our congregations. So all of us covenant together to form our Unitarian Universalist Association and to promote our seven principles and purposes. Part of our covenant, both as a whole movement and as a congregation is to care for one another. And today on All Souls, we especially care for those in our midst who are grieving and care for the memory of our beloved dead. So with covenant and care in mind, here is our call to worship adapted from Reverend Richard Gilbert. Come into the circle of caring. Come into the community of gentleness, of justice and love. Come and you shall be refreshed. Let the healing power of this people pour into you. Let loving kindness and joy pass through you. Let hope infuse you and peace be the law of your heart. In this human circle, caring is a calling and all of us are called. So come into the circle of caring. I wanna invite you to find a chalice or a candle near you. This ritual that we perform every week has real meaning because we can't be together physically, we can definitely be together on screens and with our chalices. So we know that when we light our chalice that that's one of the things that unites us as Unitarian Universalists. Roughly 200 years ago, writing at about 1820, William Ellery Channing, who is the father of American Unitarianism, said the following. He said, I am a living member of the great family of all souls. I am a living member of the great family of all souls. And so as we light our chalices this morning, let us remember that we too are members of this great family of all souls, that we are connected to our loved ones, past, present, and future, that we at this time of all souls and all saints, remember all who did things, everything they could wherever they were to bring more goodness and more light, more hope and more love to the world. Please join in the chalice lighting words that will appear on your screen. O flame of our faith, Open our hearts and fill our bodies and souls with persistent strength. Enliven our spirits and engage us deeply in this life of ours, this sacred essential moment now. And now Beth will lead us in our opening song. Please join me in this folk song from the Appalachians from this version collected in Harlan, Kentucky. The song is called Bright Morning Star. Um, and it's a song that's very repetitive. So each verse I'll start and we keep singing those words. I invite you to sing it along with me to settle into this song of ancestry. Bright morning star arising, bright morning star arising, bright morning star arising, day is 
are sowing seeds of gladness. They are sowing seeds of gladness. They are sowing seeds of gladness. Day is a breaking in my soul. Oh, where are our dear fathers? Oh, where are our dear fathers? Oh, where are our dear fathers? Day is a breaking in my soul. They have gone on before us. They have gone on before us. They have gone on before us. Day is a breaking in my soul. Oh, where are our beloveds? Oh, where are our beloveds? Oh, where are our beloveds? Day is a breaking in my soul. They are gathered all around us. They are gathered all around us. They are gathered all around us. Day is a breaking in my soul. Bright morning star arising, bright morning star arising, bright morning star arising. Thank you, Beth. Good morning, everyone. As you may know, this fall, we're trying something different. Dawn and I, with the help of Peter Bowden and singing led by Brendan Ferrari, our children's choir director, are offering a family service. And I want to invite you, especially people with children and those of you who are young at heart, to join us. And perhaps some of you have, perhaps some of you were at our 930 service. And if you missed it, you have a chance to see it. That's one of the benefits of this time. There is a recording available on our YouTube channel. 
I want to invite you to see this service because it is also echoing the same theme of our all souls. Liz explains a little bit more about our first parish traditions. Dawn offers a wonderful practice to connect with loved ones who have died. And we offer you some resources so that you could create your own home altar. And also we recommend some books so you can explore issues of death and dying, especially with young people. And I welcome your feedback about our family services. If we were together, gathered at First Parish with Liz, which, oh, I wish we were, but if we were gathered together there, this would be the time in which I would invite all the children and the young at heart to come forward. And so I was thinking, how could I invite you at this moment to come forward? There is so much right now that distracts us that pulls at our attention. And so I want to invite you, if you have anything that in your hands right now, like if you're eating or you're drinking or you're doing something, to just lay it aside just for, just for a moment. I want to invite you to place both feet on the earth. Now I know it's a floor probably that you're putting your feet on. It's not directly outside. Chances are you are not joining us from outside today. I'm actually up on the third floor where my office is of my home. But I like to imagine that this floor all the way down is connected to the earth, solidly so. So place your feet on the earth. Take a moment to flex your fingers. Truly, it's amazing, these hands that serve us all the time. If you wish, you can link your fingers together, or if you rather, you can lay them open onto your lap. Feel the straight column of your spine, how it supports your body, and how your head is balanced up there on the very top of your spine. Allow the muscles of your face to soften. Liz mentioned our covenant. Our seven principles actually are our covenant as Unitarian Universalist commun uh, communities. And our seventh principle is that we affirm and promote the interdependent web of life of which we are a part. I find that when I am at my most tense and my most despairing, it's because I've forgotten my interdependence with the web of life. So this morning, I'd like to offer us a very simple embodied prayer to reawaken to our interdependence. And I'm just going to offer some very simple motions and some simple words. And if you choose, you can repeat after me. So the first is to place one foot and then the other on the earth and say, anchored to the earth. The next is to give yourself a nice stretch, however feels good for you, and say, I awaken to my interdependence. Next is to gently clasp your hands. Cherish this time. And then take a deep breath in and take a strong seated pose. 
grounded in love. We'll do it again two more times. Anchored to the earth. I awaken to my interdependence. Cherish this time. Grounded in love. Anchored to the earth. I awaken to my interdependence. Cherish this time. Grounded in love. In the week ahead, if you ever feel tense or alone, you can return to this embodied prayer at any time to reawaken to your interdependence. We are connected. And our next song is also a celebration of the many ways in which our lives inform one another. Beth will lead it for us. We'll sing this song through three times together. It may be new to some of you. It's very lovely and very simple. Please sing with me. From you I receive, to you I give, together we share, and from this we From you I receive, to you I give, together we share, and from this we live. From you I receive, to you I give, together we share. And from this we live. As we, we as we give and receive to one another from give to and receive from one another. We come together each week and we come together at times in the year to mark the seasons of our lives. Today on All Souls, we especially honor the memory of those who have died, and we bring comfort to those among us who are mourning. And this year, in the midst of a global pandemic, with our anxiety about the election, all of us are in the great company of the bereaved. And so this year, we have candles on our altar to honor different types of grief. And I've paired a poem with each. Our first candle is for our country. We lament the erosion of our democracy in the past four years. We know that it has been going on longer than that, but it has been escalating. And we lament 
so many ways that that has happened. We lament that those holding the highest offices in our nation and in many states have used COVID-19, something impacting our entire world. They have harvested it as a political tool, defying basic precautions like masks, actively suppressing public health data and spreading misinformation and lies about a deadly disease. It is unconscionable and it is fueling our rising death toll. This is a cause for our grief. We lament the confirmation of a new Supreme Court justice in a process that was hypocritically pushed through just before an election. And, a, and with the result of a court that leaves many of us worried about which of our rights will be taken away in the years to come. We lament that this process was entirely legal, though unjust. This is a cause for us to grieve. We lament the escalating violence in our country from white supremacist militias targeting protesters, campaign rallies, and voters alike, and the continued police brutality around our country. Especially this week, we lift up the names of Walter Wallace Jr. in Philadelphia and Kevin Peterson Jr. in Washington State, both black men killed at the hands of police. All of this is cause for us to grieve. At the same time, as we look to the past, we look ahead, carrying different levels of hope and fear for our election. Hold on to your hope, friends. Let it spur you to action. Call these days the death throes of those who hoard power, those who support hatred and fascism. Know that they are clinging to what little is less left while the rest of us join together for justice and liberation. They will not give up easily, but neither will we, and we know that another world is possible. I wish I could tell you that this would be an easy transition, that our democracy is safe, that we lived in a country with free and fair elections where all of our elected officials act from our shared values on behalf of our best interests. I don't know what will happen on Tuesday or in the weeks ahead. I do know that we will weather this together. I do know that our democracy is in good hands, in your hands and in ours together. Look at your hands, flex your fingers. Your hands are powerful, no matter how strong or crooked, bruised or bandaged. Hold on to your hope. Hold on to what is good, hold on to your values and let this carry you forward. Hear Reverend Teresa Soto's poem, the magic of an empty palm. 
The magic of your palm is that though empty, it can be filled. But look at it. One of the planes of creation with which your body is equipped. Lines sweeping out to fingers and the marvels of opposable thumbs, that single leap towards grasping. Do not fear if you do not have hands. We know that you also create. And together, we take up what it means to hold a value and make it come alive. More than only a thought and feeling, rather being and doing and becoming. A sculpted expression, colorful, an embodiment of why we are, what we do, and what we will yet become. Our second candle is for the pandemic. On this All Souls Day, we honor each person who has died from COVID-19. Over 230,000 people in our country and nearly 1,200,000 people in our world. We are part of this interdependent web of all of life, and we have learned that in the most poignant way this year. There are so many losses that we haven't been able to mourn yet, individually or collectively. In some ways, it can feel like time is on repeat. We're just going through the motions day in and day out. My friend has taken to calling every day Blur's Day. But in other ways, time is moving too quickly. We can't process one loss before the next appears. The greatest loss, of course, has been the loss of life. There are many more losses that we have had to absorb. I wonder which of these has impacted you? Perhaps not being able to see family and friends, not being able to visit your loved ones in the hospital or in a continuing care facility, not being at work or at school or having to be at work or school somewhere that doesn't feel safe, losing your job, taking early retirement, fear for your health, ongoing calculations about risk and safety. And what other losses? Sitting here in our sanctuary, I'm thinking of the loss of not being together in our church building. I miss you guys. I miss seeing your faces and being together. I miss kids running around and elders conversing at coffee tables. I miss hearing about your week over a cup of hot chocolate or a cup of coffee. I hope you kids will go back and maybe us grown-ups too. We can all go back and watch that family service where Liza and the puppets taught us how to make first parish hot chocolate with that extra rich flavor. And I have, feel a special empathy for those of you who are new here 
and haven't had a chance to get to know your, your new congregation in person yet, haven't had a chance to meet people in the ways you would. And I feel a special empathy for those of you who live alone and are, or are otherwise isolated, for whom coming to church was one of the places you would get to see other human beings in a more intimate way. For all of these losses, all of these many types of losses that we have endured these months, we remind ourselves that even though we are not in the same room, we are together. Your ministers and your staff are here for you. And we all recommit to caring for one another, to staying safe for as long as it takes, and to reaching out with our hearts. Here, Reverend Lynn Unger's poem, Pandemic. What if you thought of it as the Jews consider the Sabbath the most sacred of times? Cease from travel, cease from buying and selling. Give up just for now on trying to make the world different than it is. Sing, pray, touch only those to whom you commit your life, center down. And when your body has become still, reach out with your heart. Know that we are connected in ways that are terrifying and beautiful. You could hardly deny it now. Know that our lives are in one another's hands, surely, that has come clear. So do not reach out your hands, reach out your heart, reach out with your words, reach out all the tendrils of compassion that move invisibly where we cannot touch. Promise this world your love for better or for worse in sickness and in health so long as we all shall live. The third candle is for losses in our first parish community among our members and friends this year. Our community stretches from the past into the future across great expanses of time. Some come into this place for only a short time and others for many decades, 50 years, 60 years. And so we take a moment during this service each year to honor those who have passed from among our ranks. I, we, all of us are grateful for those who came before us. We are grateful for those who were our leaders, stewards of our congregation, our spiritual companions, friendly faces across the pews. May we live well into their legacy. This year, our members and friends who have died are Tim Blodgett, Catherine Roberts, Jay Agarwal, 
Lucy Saxinian, Mary Hastings, Patrick Everett, John Hall, Bob Peters, Tom Beck, Pat Cummings, Betsy Wilson, and Michael Couch. Let's honor their memory with this litany of remembrance from rabbis Sylvan Commons and Jack Reimer. Please join in the refrain, we remember them. In the rising of the sun and in its going down, we remember them. In the blowing of the wind and in the chill of winter, we remember them. In the opening of buds and in the rebirth of spring, we remember them. In the blueness of the sky and in the warmth of summer, we remember them. In the rustling of leaves and in the beauty of autumn, we remember them. In the beginning of the year and when it ends, we remember them. When we are weary and in need of strength, we remember them. When we are lost and sick at heart, we remember them. When we have joys we yearn to share, we remember them. So long as we live, they too shall live, for they are now a part of us as we remember them. Our last candle is for our own loved ones who have died. You friends have brought your photos of your beloved dead some of them are here on our altar and others you will see in a moment in our slideshow. Some of you are facing new losses, that grief that is so fresh that it's just raw. You're spinning, feeling like a pinball, bouncing around from one feeling to another, not knowing what day or time it is, not knowing how to make any sense of what has happened. We honor your grief. We offer you our love and comfort. Others of you bring to this day older losses. And this day can call up those feelings of sadness, missing your loved ones, whether people or pets, missing those beings who you held dear. The heartbreak of their loss can feel new again or like an old ache, a gentle friend of grief who comes and sits by your side from time to time. Maybe that old grief brings up those feelings of anger, of outrage that 
death has to happen or outrage over a death that should not have happened. Maybe you're wishing it were different again, still, even as your life has gone on, even as you have made meaning of your loss, even as you have learned how to live and love again. If your grief that has resurfaced is an old grief, we offer you our love, we offer you comfort and solace. All of us join together in that great company of the bereaved. And it is important when you are grieving to reach out, know that we are here for you. I am here for you. Share stories of your beloved ones. Pray, meditate, sing or song or sob, follow your heart. There is no wrong way to grieve. We honor your grief. The poem I have for you is one that I wrote. It's about, it's for my partner, Katie, who died in 2009. And it has these little specific moments. I invite you to let them just filter down into you and help you connect with the specificity of the stories and the memories that you have of the people who you loved. Once upon a time, I wrote, now you are rocks, water, sand. Now I hold your ashes. Now I think you are, are not ash, bone. These are your remains but not all that remains of you, of us, of life. What few tiny softest grains fall into my fingers, I rub into my skin, bringing you into me and honoring your death with my life. But these are not all I have absorbed, not all I keep and carry. I remember your love, your laughter and singing, your eyes and smile and hair, your breathing intertwined with mine, your tenderness, your vulnerability, your strength. You're leading by example, your patience, your playfulness, your passion, your compassion, your love, this is what remains. This and how I see you in a shooting star, how I meet you in my dreams, how I feel you in a laying on of hands. You are not ash, not bones. You are rocks, water, sand, salt, Grass, trees, roots, wings. You are in the air, in breath, memory, each step forward. You are everywhere.
let us continue to remember our loved ones with this slideshow of the pictures that you've sent in and music from our choir. And then we will continue in prayer with Howard. Sunset and evening star and one clear call for me Grab a Kleenex. I know I need one. You're going to get to hear me blow my nose. Oh, welcome to live church where we can all just be sad together sometimes. Oh, 
so many faces of the people that we love. And what I do know is that, that prayer is one of the most powerful things that we have as a people. The ability to think of one another, to grieve with one another, to rejoice with one another, simply to be a community. We, of course, always invite you, if you'd like, to send those in to us, send them to Liz or to me or to whoever, and we'll say them aloud uh, during church on a Sunday morning. But know, too, that your private prayers, your thoughts of one another, your hopes for the children and the elders of this community do not go unnoticed. In a moment, you'll be asked to put names into the chat or just speak them aloud wherever you are in our embracing meditation. Because I want to assure you that we pray for you. We love you. Everyone on the church staff, all of its leaders love you and pray for you. And in this act, we connect one another, not only to those who we've lost, and those that we know are on the way, but that great family of all souls of which we are a part. I invite you now to speak the names of those that you are thinking of or to write them in the chat, and then we'll sing together Spirit of Life. join me in a spirit of meditation and prayer. Spirit of life, we gather in these days when the veil between the worlds is thinnest. All Hallows Eve, Samhain, All Saints Day and All Souls Day. These are moments to remember the past. They are also moments to look to the future. Our country stands at the edge of an important election. We try hard to remember that this is your world, not ours. Yet the decisions made Tuesday make such a great difference 
for the quality of our world. They make a difference in the amount of justice people can expect. They make a difference in the quality of peace with which we live. They make a difference in our hopes for a future world. Forgive us, spirit of life, when we think too small or too narrow. Forgive us when we consider giving up. Forgive us when we are content to enjoy our own comforts. We pray for a fair election on Tuesday. We pray for an orderly transition of power for all who win and lose. We pray our nation will step back from violence. We pray both sides will have more compassion for the other. As we remember our loved ones this morning, let us remember them wholly. Let us not make saints of mere mortals. Let us not focus on only the good or only the bad of a person's life. Let us be warmed by the memories of our dead, not held captive by them. Life went on long before us, and it will go on long after we are gone too. Most of all, spirit of life, let us feel we are part of a great cloud of witnesses, a cloud of witnesses that remembers the past and upholds its traditions, a cloud of witness that smiles at the future refreshing hope daily, a cloud of witness that despairs not for the present moment, but faces it with strength, courage, and resilience. Surrounded by this cloud of witnesses, we know that we are not alone. We know what we do with our lives matters. We know love is stronger than death. We know joy can overcome despair. Keep us in your presence these days, and may we be thankful for the living of them. To increase our own inner spaciousness, we now keep a time of silence.
Our Share the Plate recipient for November is the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Massachusetts, and their work is doubly important in these stressful times. So let us hear from the Assistant Director of Community Education and Training, Michelle Ward, with an overview of their programs and her own personalized story. Hi everyone, my name is Michelle Ward and I am the Assistant Director of Community Education and Training at NAMI Massachusetts. NAMI Mass is a nonprofit organization that works to improve the lives of people impacted by mental health conditions through education, advocacy, and support. We are the state organization for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. At NAMI Mass, we believe in the power of peer support and personal stories. All of our programs are currently being offered virtually, they're offered free of charge, and they are run by people who themselves have experiences with mental health conditions. More than 128,000 people were impacted by our work last year. We provide education classes and support groups. We also run the Compass Helpline, which provides information and resources to help you navigate the complex mental health system in Massachusetts. We also do extensive work in the community, working to increase awareness and understanding about mental health conditions, and also working to decrease the stigma. We deliver hundreds of presentations every year in a variety of settings, including workplaces, colleges, schools, churches, police departments, hospitals, and more. All of our presentation programs feature speakers who share their personal stories living with mental health conditions. I can say from personal experience that there is power and healing in voicing your experiences and sharing your story with others. I first began experiencing symptoms of mental health challenges when I was in middle school, and I spent 15 years keeping my experiences with anxiety, depression, trauma, and disordered eating a secret. NAMI masks helped me find my voice, and they also helped me shed the shame I felt around those experiences. Through sharing my story, I have found strength and I have found healing as I've been able to take ownership over my experiences and help others. The programs that we offer at NAMI Mass are powerful and impactful, not only for the people who are participating in them, but also for the people who are leading them, like me. We're making a difference here in Massachusetts through our programs and we really hope you'll support us. One of the great promises of our democracy is the separation of church and state. And what that means is that you're not forced by the government, none of your taxes go to support any particular creed or religion. Uh, you get to choose who to finance. You get to choose to put your money where your beliefs are. And so what that means for us as a covenantal faith is that we have a, financial covenant because we live in a world where we need money to do things unfortunately um, so if you are able we ask you to give what you feel is appropriate to help us continue our work and in return we the religious professionals will use that money that energy to continue our part of the covenant to continue to maintain this community and to do our work in the world 
Now, every week we have a share the plate, which means half of your donation goes to First Parish in Concord and half goes to an organization. And this week it is NAMI Mass, who you just heard about. Uh, so there are three, three different ways you can do this. You can mail in a check, you can go to our website and it'll lead you right through the donation process, or you can text your donation to the number that's gonna come up on the screen and your, your contribution will be gratefully received, whatever amount it is. As we come towards the end of our service, I want to invite you to stay connected. On Tuesday, there are many opportunities to get out and support everybody's right and ability to vote. And throughout the day, all the way from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. Eastern Time, on Facebook, there's an event called Spiritual Grounding for Election Day where you can just hop on at every quarter hour for a 15 minute session of spiritual practice led by one of the UU ministers across our nation. I'll be doing one at 345, Jade is doing one, I think at 245. Um, you can hop on for 15 minutes or for an hour, as long as you want. 
Then Tuesday night at six o'clock, we have our open door worship service here at First Parish, First Parish Zoom. And that will be another opportunity for some grounding, some connection with each other. On Wednesday and beyond, there are various events out in the UU world as well as the secular world. You can look to UU the vote for some examples. And First Parish is here. We're here for you. The sanctuary is open during office hours if you'd like to come and sit for some quiet space. And I invite you to reach out as needed. There are links for everything in FP Weekly and I'll include them in my weekly pastoral email that I'll probably send out tomorrow. For now, we have a couple of options for you to connect with your fellow parishioners. One is the worship sharing circle where you'll have some facilitated discussion on how, what the service evoked for you. And the other is our more free form Zoom coffee hour. CC King, a member of our standing committee is here to invite you to that. Good morning. Join me for coffee hour, join me another coffee hour. Um, between the beautiful service of mourning and remembrance and this sort of unsettled, crazy time we're in right now, there may be a lot up for us. So just join us to speak with each other, have chat box and find a way to continue feeling connected. Great, thanks Stacey. We'll see you there. Our closing song is for all the saints. Let's sing together.
are part of the great company of all souls. Our lives are in one another's hands. In this year of so many losses, grieve when you need to grieve. Honor the longings of your heart. And then reach out all the tendrils of love and compassion. Know that you are held in love. Remember the love that you have given and feel loved in return. Bless your hearts. Amen and blessed be. Let us say together, go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return to no person evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all beings. Oh.